Welcome to Essentially You, the podcast designed to help you build a meaningful career and satisfying life through applied positive psychology and coaching. Together, we'll gain clarity, strengthen our mindsets, examine our thinking, and find the freedom to thrive. Welcome to the show. I say be a hummingbird. The incredible hummingbird is the true feat of nature. Despite the laws of physics stating that it shouldn't even be able to fly, this agile bird beats its wings up to 80 times per second, allowing it to hover midair and fly in any direction it pleases, even upside down. The hummingbird symbolizes the journey from boss to coach, the ability to soar beyond what other birds define as greatness. Let's take inspiration from this remarkable creature and remind ourselves that with great talent, anything is possible. And together in this podcast, let's fly from boss to coach. I think as leaders, we need to make a clear distinction between being a boss and being a coach. And the ultimate place to land is being a coaching leader. The latest threat to performance in the workplace is significant because of the transition out of the pandemic into a remote kind of workforce or hybrid workforce. But a couple things the data is showing us that's starting to happen. One, there is an increased lack of bonding among team members and that relationship with the manager. And I think that's, uh, I call that high quality connections, is a root cause of a ton of turnover. This is only amplified by this new trend and true burnout is adding fuel to that fire. Now, when I say true burnout, I mean everybody gets stressed, but burnout is uncontrollable stress over a long period of time that actually needs clinical care. And so burnout being prevalent in the workforce and lack of bonding, which is helping cause it, is a really problem. We need to understand that no matter how we're working, whether we're commuting or whether we're working remotely, People still rely on social bonding to get work done, and we need to take that into account. How do we do that? Well, one, we need to make connections that count. Connections at work really matter, and we as leaders need to be real specific about those. Gallup Outline 5, I think, are really brilliant, and they almost need to be done in order, and you need to do each one of them in order for the last one to work. Let me explain. Role and relationship communication should happen at the beginning of a new position or a beginning of a new manager or boss to, to mentee or coach to talent relationship. Begin with establishing expectations clearly because that will drive alignment. Then you need to utilize quick connects in between. And this is often checking in, seeing how things are going. Less than five minutes. Use strengths to converse. How are you doing this week? How is your performance? Are you feeling like you're using your strengths? How are you using your strengths? And is there anything getting in the way of strengths? Those performance-based quick connects are really powerful and show that you deeply care. Check-ins, which is a little bit more important. And Gallup says these are vital. They should be between 15 and 30 minutes. And that's where you go over some detail of what's working really well and what's getting in the way of progress. When you do this, you'll start to drive meaning at work, belief in what they're doing, and what Gallup would call stakeholder value. The fourth one is developmental coaching. And this is when there's 
there's issues with performance. And developmental coaching, you do as needed, but it's really designed to help the associate get better at their job. That's when we as a coaching leader need to train, teach, and understand. And finally, those annual reviews that get a bad rap, but they shouldn't. Because if you're doing those first four things that I just mentioned, then a progress review, at least annually, is vital. By the way, annually checking in both on how work performance is going and how life is going or that work-life integration really adds value to those connections. Two statistics I want to give you. 36%, according to Gallup, of associates who left their job said their boss could have done something. 49% of associates felt nobody in the firm had a conversation about their job satisfaction. And that's the kind of stuff that's causing burnout. But beyond burnout, which, by the way, Gallup reports 69% of employees are experiencing it, that means chronic stress, people. That's horrible. 26% experience it often. 43%, this is how that number is broken down, have it sometimes. But beyond the veil... And as a coaching leader, you need to get to root causes. Here are the five preventable root causes of burnout. One, unfair treatment. Look for it. Listen for it. See if it exists. That's real or perceived. Number two, unmanageable workload or expectations. Real or perceived. Sometimes you need more training. Sometimes you need to adjust the expectation. Number three, unclear or lack of communication. That's on you, coach. Is it clear? Have you sought clarity? Get to the root of that if it's happening. Number four, lack of managerial support. And often that goes to those high quality connections I was talking about. And number five, unreasonable time pressure that makes people always feel under the gun. Don't ignore burnout. It's really essential. Now, what is coaching and what is it not? And I think this is really important. A coach does do this and a coach does not do that. First of all, if you're a coaching leader, you'll ask a lot of questions and listen fully to get to root causes. Now, what a boss would do is just tell them what to do. Okay? What a coach does, or we can call a hummingbird leader, <laughs> is helps you see potential. So they work with the person in front of them, your associate, to see their potential. By the way, a boss alone just emphasizes flaws. Go fix it. If you have a QA department that only finds flaws, you need to change that. Number three, focus on the present and the future. That's what a hummingbird or a coaching leader does. The present and the future. By the way, a boss of the past focuses on the past and that's it. Now, number number what do we have? Four allows you to be the expert in your life. You don't you need to trust the person in front of you that they have what it takes. Assume they have what it takes and then engage them in the process so that they can be fully empowered to lead in their own life. A boss typically tries to be the expert on everything and just tell them what to do. And finally, hold people accountable to your goals. Just because you're a coaching leader doesn't mean that you're the nice guy or a friend. No, you hold people accountable to their goals and you support them in reaching them. A boss does it for them, just jumps in and does it for them. This was an interesting stat I think is important. In a survey Gallup conducted, 80% of managers felt like they had a meaningful connection and were very actively engaged with their associate. But when they they surveyed the associates, only 16% of them said the conversation was meaningful. Food for thought. <coughs> so what are the core coaching leadership 
competencies. If you truly want to be a hummingbird, kind of leader coach, what do you need to be? One, you need to be bold. You need to be true to your word and brave. And you need to realize that being a leader and a coaching leader means you need to ask hard questions sometimes. You need to be bold in your approach. Not just make friends, but really help people see their goals. You need to be ethical. It goes without saying. Know your values and why. You need to search for a glimpse of genius in everyone. And you need to assume positive intent. Number four, you need to have coaching presence, which means fully listen. Do not multitask in those meetings or those connection points. Number five, listen actively and be okay with silence. Did that just bother you? <laughs> just, just playing with you. Okay, number six, ask powerful questions. The only way to help people kickstart their thinking and their growth is through great questions. Number seven, communicate directly and remember the magic of the person inside of you. You have got to believe that everyone you work with has the answer and seek it out and pull that magic out. Number eight, set a clear intention. Every meeting, say, hey, what would you like to cover this meeting? And then trust the process. If you're going to coach, you need to trust it and see it all the way through. Don't stop midway. Now, Here's a big one. As managers, this burnout stat met you too. And you need to invest in yourself. How are you doing? Physically, mentally, spiritually, all of it's important. You need to invest in yourself to be your best version of yourself. And when you get there, when you've done the work, then you need to be confident enough. And our 10th point is just be you. And then finally, 11 is commit. Be committed to your organization, the process, and what you're building. Number 12 is manage progress and accountability. It's not just about achieving goals, but it is about being accountable for the goals that your associate wants to achieve. And that includes career development. You have to seed hope into every associate for where their career can go and what they can be. Help them to get there through development and education. And number 13, which is really important because life is hard this way, you need to be okay with failure. Sometimes we're going to put all that energy and all that time and all that effort and it's just not going to work out for us and that's okay. We need to be okay with that. Christian Simpson, who is one of my coaches and someone I respect a lot in the industry, said this, Life doesn't give you what you want. It gives you who you are. We can all be a boss or a, what I would call a pigeon kind of leader. Or we could be like the hummingbird who selects its food for energy who's intentional, who's strong and flexible and versatile. And when we can do that, we can become a coaching leader. Now, these tactics and this philosophy is how you can begin your transition from boss to coach, from pigeon to hummingbird. And when we can do this, I can guarantee you, we will see change in how we lead. We will get back lost time and we will be able to claim um, great retention, great statistics, great production, and have a heck of a lot of fun. So until we talk again, let's get out there and be a hummingbird. And now it's your turn to thrive in life. If you've liked what you've learned, please remember to leave a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. I'd really appreciate it. And if you have any questions about building your career and the many benefits of coaching, contact me by visiting markmathia.com. And until next week, I'm cheering for you. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.